Hi everyone, I'm Summer. I'm Carrie. And this is Popsia Podcast. I'm nervous. How <laughs> to be nervous be fun. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! What the hell just happened? <laughs> what the hell? What is happening? <laughs> um, make sure you come back. We're gonna do this bi-weekly. So make sure you come back to talk to, to us more about you know, sex, drugs, and self-improvement. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> On our last show, we uh, talked about boundaries and and families, and or was that was not the last show? That was the one before, but. Um, in any event, we promise to give you an update on how that went. So um, I will let Carrie go first on that. But first, I do want to say something. Um, almost every message that I got from the last show, which was the um, the Beloved Wisdom show, where we did the tarot readings with Priya, with the exception of maybe one, maybe two messages, the rest of them I got was some version of your tits look great. <laughs> now, first of all, yes, of course they did. I don't know why you felt the need to tell, state the obvious. Secondly, what the fuck? <laughs> if you, okay, let's so since we're talking about boundaries, this seems like a good time to explain that if you don't know someone like that, you don't say that shit. Like, what the fuck, y'all? I, I, you know, a lot of people tend to forget, like, if you're on the internet that you're an actual person in real life, you can't just say shit like that to people. But the thing is, people do that in real life, too. <laughs> and I want people to understand that is not okay. If you don't know somebody like that, it's highly inappropriate. Yeah. I, and I even mentioned it to another podcaster. Um, and his response, I wrote it down, was he, he said that it was unfortunate. He says, it's been proven you're not just a set of talking boobs. And I think that <laughs> described it better than I could, like, seriously. I mean, first of all, it's not, compliment, it's not complimentary to reduce someone to a body part or an object. So go do better. Yes. And even if you do know somebody like that, don't do that to them all the time. Like, at least talk to them about Because I had one of those messages, too, from somebody that I that I did at least used to know like that. And I'm like, hi, how are you? Would be good, too. Yeah. Like, start out like that and then maybe see where the right. conversation is naturally. A little conversation would be good, not just, hey, your tits are hot, I believe yeah. is what I got. Or the ex I believe that was the exact message I got. But in any event, so how did your holidays go, Carrie? Well, not quite as bad as I thought they would be. Um, oh, good. The turkey day was a little bit more chaotic uh, because my whole family was there except for my mother, who lives in Florida. Don't have mm -hmm. to deal with her, at least. Love her. Don't have to deal with her. Um, lots of arguing and boundary crossing for both holidays, though. Uh, lots of asking what I'm doing with my body and my personal life. Uh, don't ask people why they don't want to have kids. You know, like, 
don't tell people they need to have kids if they don't want kids just don't 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 do that you know it's weird and awkward i don't like explaining why i don't want kids and it's nobody's business like exactly. what you do with your uterus is none of my goddamn business unless exactly. you want to make it so <laughs> like <laughs> i get like you're my family and you want to like you want you want things for your family i guess but like that's a weird thing to want right like as if you're some sort of uh grandbaby dispenser instead of a person again we're reducing people to objects like i'm a whole ass person i'm not like a baby machine i don't want kids right now maybe ever uh and it's highly inappropriate like how they would just keep like going back to us i finally had to just be like listen i don't want kids can we please stop? <laughs> like, I'm done having this conversation with you. And they got very salty about it, but did not bring it up again, mostly because they were mad at me, which is fine. <laughs> we didn't talk about it again. That's hey, sometimes you just have to make them mad at you, so we'll stop talking to you. <laughs> you know, when people have bad boundaries, sometimes you just gotta, <laughs> have to, uh, you know, yeah. remember what you're working with. <laughs> I have to make you mad at me like I'm gonna fucking do it I'm, I'm over it um yeah just a lot of like that and asking like why I'm not dating anybody you know why I'm not married yet and don't ask people that either you know I love the assumption that marriage is something that everybody's supposed to do we need a show on that shit too because marriage is not a given nor should it be a goal exactly oh like, can I get that put on t-shirts merch it needs to be it needs to be because i need people to understand this shit as someone who practices family law and works a lot of divorces i need y'all to understand this shit because most of those divorces are preventable they never should have got married in the first place Anyhow, <laughs> this has been <laughs> thank you for coming uh, to my ted talk <laughs> it's just it's really frustrating Especially like, because their first assumption is like, this is things that I want because that's things that they want. It's not like, you don't, you need to take the time to ask the person and at like, see if that's what they want or like just have a conversation and get to know that person. Because clearly my family does not know me very well. We could have avoided this whole argument with them if they did, but you know, they don't take the time to do that. And so a lot of boundaries were crossed and I had to firmly plant my feet with them a lot. Um, and how did you do? So here's the moments of accountability here. How did you do with that? Holding pretty, your boundaries? Actually, I, like, I entertained them a little bit about like the baby thing at first. Uh, and I just got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. And so I said, okay, listen, I don't want kids. I'm done discussing this with you. I'm not in a relationship. Don't want to be in a relationship. End of story. Like, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And they're very... <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I'm very agitated with me, but... Made it through the rest of the holiday without any more argument, at least on that. Okay, good. Good. They haven't said anything about it since. And I'm hoping they don't in the future. It did actually... You are not that lucky. <laughs> did tell it will come up again. So, so you did tell them what? Well, the mom a little bit of a hoe. So, 
please tell me exactly how you said that. They were like, well, you could just like go get a baby. Like you could go get pregnant and like find a man, like get pregnant and like do all this stuff. And I was like, no, like I don't mind like finding like the man part, but I got an next plan. So I don't have to have the babies. <laughs> right? Like men. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean men? I, I said man. I didn't say men. Yeah. Fine. I That's mean, fine. I try to restrict it to only two or three at a time. <laughs> I can't tell them that, you know. Oh, yeah, sure you can. I've made so many jokes. I have made so many jokes like that to my parents to make them stop being invasive. That my dad at this point is just like, he will literally start the sentence with, I don't know how many men you have in your life. And please, dear God, don't tell me. But, and then it's usually something like, don't get married again. And don't have any more babies. <laughs> and he just, pretend, he just pretends to... To not know that I've also had sex with women. He just pretends he doesn't know that. My family has no clue about that. Like, no clue. Uh, I think my grandpa and my aunt are getting more on board with how black sheep of the family that I am. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandpa made a joke about pot this weekend. Progress. You know? Yay. <laughs> Christmas, by the way. Uh, since this is coming out like later. But it was a good joke. It was a good joke. Yeah. Making progress. How are you? Good. Good deal. Uh, interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so Turkey Day was a lot bigger. Hydra was there with her children and her man. Um, I had already upset my parents because they were um, lamenting the fact she's not going to be, that she was not going to be there at Christmas, um, basically because uh, she had been told she couldn't reschedule it and fuck it up for everybody again, like she did two years, like happened two years in a row. So um, that's what I was going to bring up here that I forgot. I was going to bring you the, show you the ornaments that my mm -hmm. kids had made. So sometime after that, a basket shows up. My, my, my kids went over to my parents' house for some reason. They came back with this basket. And it's ornaments that my kids made for my mother years ago. And they are those, you know, those clear ornaments that they have where you can take the top off for crafts or whatever. And so they had like a family photo of me and all the kids on one side and then a headshot of each kid on the other side. So there were five of them. And my mother doesn't put up a tree um, anymore. She, so she had hung them like on the curtain rod in the kitchen. They've been there for years. So suddenly she felt the need to take them down and send them home to me to give them back. So I don't have any confirmation on whether that was as passive aggressive as it seems or not. But... <laughs> Then, um, the week before Christmas, uh, I get a text from my daughter and that says that my parents are watching our, our podcast episode about families. Yay. 
Yes. Okay, first of all, first of fucking all YouTube. What did I do to piss off the YouTube gods to make the algorithm suggest that episode to my fucking father? I don't feel like I deserve that. We I, need to have a talk, YouTube. <laughs> would would just keep I don't know how to say her last name. Her first name is Susan. Okay. That should tell you a lot. Okay. <laughs> what about Susan? She's she run, she owns YouTube, so take it up. Oh. Take it up with her. Oh yeah, I, I'll. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Anyhow, it, da my dad has discovered YouTube and was watching videos, and our uh, our podcast was suggested to him. So he watched it, <clears throat> but he didn't just watch it. They turned it on and watched it at the table during dinner. So my kids, my two kids, no. Only my 16-year-old. My 16-year-old just started staying over there to help them with stuff. My oldest one, who also lives on the ranch, he was, I think he was over here, actually. He was not there. So those three are sitting there. My daughter is horrified because she knows these stories. She knows what I'm about to say. Oh, no. She's texting me, and I'm like, tell him he does not want to watch my channel. She told him it did not work. They sat down and watched the whole thing. So I had to apologize to my daughter because it put her in a really awkward situation because then they start interrogating her. Um, were you really upset? Why didn't you tell us at the time? And she's like, well, why would I tell you? Like, you just did this and you thought it was okay. Why would I tell you this? Um, um, my mother, she said my mother mostly spent the evening explaining herself so basically, she doesn't. She still doesn't believe she did anything wrong in any of that um, that we discussed. So she was justifying it and explaining it. My daughter just wanted him to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but they have not to this day mentioned it at all. The closest they came was um, they were here yesterday um, to pick up because we're like I said, the church has been sold to my cousin. So we're having to clear everything out of here. So they came and were picking up um, speakers and sound equipment. And he grabs my, my dad, he grabs my ring light that has the camera stand on it and everything. And he's like, what is this? And my mother's like, that's what she uses when she makes her recordings and looks at me side on. <laughs> and that, so that's the closest she's come to mentioning that she is aware of the podcast, but nobody has said anything specifically. So I guess they're going to go with the avoidant route and we're not going to talk about this. Um, it was not mentioned at, at our midwinter day of family and food. Um, but it, we had a small gathering, so it was nice. It was just me and my kids and my parents and then um, my uncle and his wife. So that was, that was nice. It was nice and peaceful. And um, there was a passive aggressive speech made to my children by my mother about how you're supposed to defend your family in public no matter what and you can talk to them in private and you know they're your family forever well no you know harmful people if they're harmful you need to get, get you know get them out of your life and that's perfectly fine and actually good for you so that is self-care <laughs> boundaries are self-care yes they are so, like quite important of self-care but I did pretty good with boundaries, except for that. There's just the accountability there. I 
could have spoken up at that point, but I decided to let it go because I could tell, I knew it wasn't going to change anything, saying anything to my mother. Now, normally when people say things to my children, that is really, really wrong and not what I want them to learn, I'll speak up. But I could tell by the way all of my kids were looking at me that they knew exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. So I was like, well, there's no need in interrupting just to repeat the same, you know, to be the broken record right now, we'll address it later. So yeah. um, for the most part, things went relatively well. I don't, I don't know. I know. I don't know. I don't have any, <laughs> I don't have any explanation, but I will say a, re, a listener did recommend to us to read children, the book, Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. So thank you for that recommendation. I'm going to look for an audio book because my ADHD ass can't be trusted to read a whole damn book. So hopefully that way I can listen to it. Maybe it'd be helpful. Maybe an audio book would be good for me too. Right? So if I, if I find one, when I start looking, I'll send you a link. So, yeah. so I did want us to, we've got a few minutes left, uh, talk about self-care since you know boundaries are self-care but i've noticed i i've noticed a big uptick in this use of the word self-care which is funny to me because we're both social workers for the listeners who don't know we're both social workers so the concept of self-care has there. been around in social well the well the, as a phrase and as a concept it yeah. has been around for like i don't know 30 years a lot longer than either one of us have been doing this but now it's in the public and that phrase has been co-opted into all sorts of bullshit that has nothing to do with it. It's being commercialized, um, used to be synonymous with splurging, splurging on luxuries, whether you can afford them or not, which is actually the opposite of self-care because you're just going to create more stress for yourself, things yeah. like that. So I wanted to t uh, for us to kind of talk about what healthy self-care looks like. Um, I think health uh, health care that that is, is self-care too take that today <laughs> that's, a, that's a big topic um i think with self-care the best way to start is free things that won't cause you any more stress like going for a walk in the park or you know like taking a bath reading a book that you already have and you a book you haven't read that you own from your stacks of books that are unread. Uh, taking a nap or like, you know, mm. talking to somebody, like things like that, because I think spending money um, for self-care leads to a lot of really bad habits, in my opinion. Um, I think if you can do it in like moderation and understand that like you can't do this every time for self-care, it can be good to like go buy something small for yourself or save up for something that you want. But um, I think with self-care, a lot of it is like teaching yourself um, to be happier with like the smaller things. Because I think a lot of stress we get put on ourselves, like we put a lot of stress on ourselves mm -hmm. uh, because we're not doing certain things we're not going certain directions we're not at certain places in our lives and I think taking time to be aware and understanding that like little things in life can be 
way more beneficial than having like money and big things if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, I think it's oh, mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> it's okay go ahead uh, I think that that's about it for me I think self-care is super important um, I try to do it as much as I can like reasonably I do a lot of like painting and crafting and like playing video games and stuff like that but like I think it's very important as someone who works in the mental health field and has seen the spikes um, in certain mental illnesses uh, mm-hmm. because of COVID and the last couple of years and everything that's been going on. I think self-care is way more important more now than ever um, with the amount of patients I get that come in with like depression and anxiety and like um, all kinds of exacerbations of other mental illnesses because people don't take the time to put work into themselves. And a lot of it's like just little stuff, just taking time for you and being aware of like your needs, focusing on you for a little bit. I know that's hard with like people that have children. Um, I don't have kids, so I don't understand like the difficulties around that, but I do understand the effects that it can have when you don't take care of yourself. I've seen what can happen. I've seen the very, very extreme end of what can happen when you don't take care of yourself and it's scary. So I think catching it like in the beginning and working on the self-care and trying to push yourself into a better mental state, like little baby steps at a time is so, so, so important. And I think it's also important to remember a lot of times when we're hearing the phrase self-care, we're talking about or thinking about restorative self-care, right? Like those things that we can do when we're feeling stressed or overwhelmed. But we also need to shift to looking at preventative self-care, right? Taking care of our health and our, including our mental health, eating right, exercising, getting enough sleep, you know, and of course, you know, taking care of our mental and physical health also includes, you know, those health care, if you need, you know, therapy, all of those things. And sometimes it can be like you mentioned a nap, a nap can be either one of those, right? It's about planning those things, those whatever it is that works for you as far as self care, because that's going to be highly individual. But planning that into your everyday life to also help reduce the amount, how often you're getting overwhelmed and to what degree is very important. And I think a lot of, and I don't think I know, a lot of the problem is we have been so conditioned by being raised in a capitalist society that we are, we've internalized the idea that if we're not being productive every second that there's something wrong and that it's not okay and that we're failing in some way and so a lot of those things that we need to do for ourselves like resting when we're tired or even taking the time to actually eat healthy or on a regular schedule instead of you know just here and there or whatever is we've internalized this weird guilt that we don't need to have about simply you know, about simply taking care of our needs as a human being. 
And we've got to shift the way we think about those things and incorporate those preventative things in, and then we won't need to be scrambling so much for those um, restorative um, self-care rituals because we won't be getting as overwhelmed as often. And our, and our, our mental and physical health will be much better overall too. That's a lot of like what I see at the hospital that I work at is when um, people don't take care of their physical and mental well-being. Um, I get like the extreme end of it when it's like past the point of being able to do the restorative stuff. And so that's right. what we work with them on is to learn those coping skills and learn the restorative things that you can do and prevent getting to that point again. And it's just so awesome to be able to see a person go from like that point to a point of being able to take care of themselves and being able to know those coping skills, which everybody should learn what their coping skills are. Um, I think that's also a big part of self-care is learning your coping skills for when you're stressed, whatever they may be, like STEM toys, coloring, painting, going for a bike ride, going for a walk, like whatever it is for you. I think that's like the base part of self-care is learning those coping skills for when you need them and pull them out of your bag. Right. Um, and, and incorporate them into regular, into your regular routine. You know, yeah. don't, if we, if we save those things for when we're, for only when we're feeling stressed um, or overwhelmed, we're also going to start associating it with that feeling. Yeah. So then so then, you know, that painting that we used to enjoy doing is now, you know, doesn't have the same level of enjoyment because it's associated with that. And so those things will, will not be as effective either. Um, so like we teach them like um, base skills, like deep breathing and like finger touches and like doing all that kind of stuff. Like we teach those as base skills and you build up from those um, for things that you can do just like every day. Like we teach like mm -hmm. coloring and going outside and identifying like birds and trees and just whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think those base skills are important. The, the majority of people I know don't know them. <laughs> and I wish there was just a, I'm not qualified to do that, but I wish there's gotta be something, right? Like some, way to just teach on math <laughs> right like your breathing your you know the touches the bilateral stimulation you know hell learn how to do some damn lemon squeezers to to calm yourself down when you're uh <laughs> when you're worked up because i know so many adults who just cannot do that and these are things like you know we, these are things that therapists worked with i've seen them I don't know, three and four year olds teaching them that in therapy. I don't, we yeah. all need these things. These are all tools that we could be using. And travel the country and teach people coping skills. I would hundred <laughs> percent. Like I think they're fantastic and I love them. And I think they should just be in everybody's like mental health bag in their brain. Like they should be something that you can go to for every point in time when you need it. And they should be things that you can just like do absentmindedly. I catch myself doing like finger touches all the time and like singing a song in my head and matching the beat of it. 
like all the time. <laughs> okay, so here's what we need to do. We need to make a um, series of just little shorts of each a different coping skill that, that we can that we can upload regularly and that way they're out there and we can reference them you know when people need them we can you know that way there's some referential material out there for people to find and use because yeah. i have like kid ones and i have adult ones and ones for teenagers that want to fight and argue and say they don't work but they do they do oh yeah i have <laughs> i have a couple of those teenagers <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. They're so sassy. And I don't know how to work. do that, she said. I don't know how to do that, she said. Because I, I was telling her <laughs> to use the do the lemon squeezers uh, because that used to work for her really well. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how to do that. Girl. <laughs> Every time. I have nine years. Like you have known how to do that for nine years. Because <laughs> I know how old she was when she started seeing this therapist. <laughs> like You have known how to do this for nine years and suddenly you've never heard of it. I, I Teenagers are stubborn. Because uh, my family doesn't know his boundaries yet either because he is four turning five. When he gets too overstimulated, he cannot cope with it because they have not taught him any coping skills yet. So mm. that's what I was doing over the holidays with him. And I taught him dragon breathing. <laughs> I love that. That's going to have to be the first video. <laughs> up your tummy like a dragon and then you pretend you're breathing out fire <laughs> it works for the littles every time because then they're so excited to be a dragon they calm down and they get uh to a point where they can actually talk about what was upsetting them or overstimulating them it's great i highly recommend it <laughs> i love it okay <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we now now we have to do this because we needed one more project to do. So we'll talk about the logistics to, for that when we get <laughs> recording today. Um, all right. Anything else you want to say about self care? Um, do it. There you go. <laughs> do it. Uh, we're gonna go look up this book that was recommended. Give us your comments and your feedback. If anyone else has recommendations, send them over. Tell us how you set a boundary this holiday season. Yes. I'd like to know. Yes. Share, share, share the information. People can <laughs> always benefit from at least knowing they're not alone. That's one of the primary comments that I hear about all the oversharing that we've done on these, <laughs> on these many episodes is that it just has helped people to know that they're not alone. And that there are health, healthy ways to address, and the world's not coming to an end, and all of those things. So, it is nice. I like reading those messages and comments. Right. So, all right. So we welcome your feedback. Don't forget to subscribe, and um, I don't know. Go drink plenty of water. 